What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast. This is your host, Micah Folsom, and we have a special guest on with us today. Her name is Darlene Santor, and she is better known as Coach Dar. She is an author, a licensed and board certified occupational therapist, sought after motivational speaker, plus leadership and mental skills coach to professional athletes, CEOs, and business leaders all around the world. She's best known for her mental strength conditioning work with athletes in the NBA, Major League Baseball, PGA, and NHL. She most recently worked as the mental conditioning and life coach for the Phoenix Suns. How freaking rad is this? I'm so excited to chat with her. She was awarded the most inspiring woman from the WNBA and her rise the bar approach shapeshifts mediocre attitudes into champion mindsets, reigniting the commitment to a personal excellence and athletic stardom. She can also now add best-selling author to the list of accomplishments as her new book, The Art of Bouncing Back, Find Your Flow to Thrive at Work and in Life Anytime You're Off Your Game, just hit shelves this past February. Y'all, this is like, let's ring and go. I am so excited to have her on with us today. I'm so excited to dig into all of this. This is what we're all about here on the Do Your Crap Show. So let's turn it over to the conversation. All right, Coach Star. I'm going to call you that because I just love it. As an athlete, I'm like, oh, this is my jam. Like, this is who I'm speaking to. So welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you. Thanks so much for having me on. Of course. Okay. So I know this is going to be good. I want you to do the majority of the talking because our listeners already hear enough from me and you are going to have so much to give them. So let's start with your story. Tell us about where everything in life kind of began and what led to all of the awesome stuff that you're doing with your life. So I grew up in the East coast. Connecticut is my home state. Nice. Went to school in New York and I have a big Italian family. We are seriously like the Sopranos and which, you know, (laughs) could be embarrassing, (laughs) but I love them dearly. And, you know, here's the thing growing up is ironically, I'm in the business. I'm an occupational therapist. I help people now to date founders, CEOs, professional athletes on their mindset. I help optimize their world, gain their edge, help them kind of break through barriers. But here's the thing, going back to where I just started, I had no idea growing up in the family where I did and everything would really set me up for life because my family you know, my mom was a barber. My dad was a tool and die maker. And, you know, they did the best they can with what they had, but man, they struggled. But while they struggled a lot, day, week to week, we just had so much 
of that Italian love in our life that we, we felt strong by a community. And that's a, that's a whole thing for life. Like we need community to get strong and strength and get through adversity. Yeah. And I, I didn't realize how beneficial it was growing up in the town that I did with the community that we had and the family I had as crazy as they all are, but it was <laughs> so good. And then I watched my mom actually struggle. She had multiple heart problems from 40 years old till she passed a couple of years ago. And this woman would bounce back, get back up. She'd never complained. She always served with purpose. And this is so ironic because obviously the book that I came out with is called The Art of Bouncing Back. But I, I saw my mother bounce back. And then I went into a profession as an occupational therapist taking care of stroke and traumatic brain injury patients when I started. Spinal cord, brain injury, stroke. They were the toughest of tough cases. So they were told they never, they may never walk again, talk again, remember how they used to. People that were running huge banks in New York then had the mindset of a five-year-old because of a oh car accident yeah. or a motorcycle accident or, you know, a tumor. So life changed. I saw people every day where their life changed in an instant. And my role was to help them get back to a new normal. And I'm still doing that to this date. It's just outside of the hospital walls where I'm helping CEOs help businesses turn around so they can create a new normal in the middle of adversity or help athletes, you know, when they get brought to a new team or they want to elevate to another level and the pros shift it so they can create a new edge and a new normal. And then I wish I didn't have my own stories of bouncing back, but you know, there's never a good 30 for 30 without it. So mm -hmm. there you go. But I had actually three strokes in my life so far, and I'm hoping like three and done, like we're oh good goodness. now. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this would truly was the hardest because when I was 25 working on in the hospital, taking care of the patients I just shared with you, I just got married. We bought the book, what to expect when you're expecting. I was all excited being an Italian. And my ex-husband was major athlete. I was a good athlete. He was exceptional. I was like, we're going to have great athletes. <laughs> and well, we didn't end up having kids because I had gone to a chiropractor because I had hurt my back. Mm -hmm. And it's just unfortunate when they manipulated my neck, they ripped the vertebral artery in my brain. And mm -hmm. when they did that, I was bleeding in my brain, but I didn't know I was. And so I went home thinking I was better and fine because my sciatic pain was gone, but I had a blood clot developing in my brain. And it wasn't until time after that I had all these symptoms and found out too late, unfortunately, when the neurologist ended up finding it after some misdiagnoses, it, he said, Dar, good news, bad news is, bad news is you just suffered a stroke and you have a blood clot in your brain. And if it dislodges any day, you could die. And he's like, so you're gonna have to change a lot of your lifestyle and you can't definitely have kids because if you get pregnant, that pressure is gonna push the clot and you might have the baby, but then you die. Do you wanna have a child without a mother? And I was like, no. And I don't even wanna oh deal gosh. with this scenario. Like I'm 25, I'm, I'm helping the people that need this. I'm not supposed to need this. And I could tell you, honestly, I masked a lot of things then because I didn't want people, I felt like I needed to help people. And fast forward to where I am today, my third stroke was just a few years ago. The principles that I wrote in The Art of Bouncing Back, I used them. That's obviously why I had been using them. That's why 
I could tell you now how much they work because when I was 25, I didn't, I didn't use them. I just pushed the pain and you can't push the pain. That's why the first chapters embrace the suck, because if you don't embrace it, you can't deal with it. And on every level, it's horrible when you go through adversity, it's never fun, but it's your mindset and how you're going to shift and get through it. So I've helped obviously through it and got here, but and somehow I became this resilience expert and I joked around. I said, forget it. Next book's going to be on abundance. I'll become the abundance expert. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Holy moly. There's okay. I want to unpack some things there first before we dig into some others. First of all, how do you, as we're, as we're just talking about, you obviously went through this first stroke when you were 25, probably before you had learned so much of the things that you know now, so, so many of those principles and those things, how did you not get what I see so often is people get bitter. They get, they blame, they become the victim. How did you go through that Mm -hmm. and not fall into that instead? Yep. Well, one, we'll go back to roots. I grew up with a family and a father that was like, seriously, it could have been someone else's fault. My father would be like, what'd you do? (laughs) (laughs) The point being is we were never allowed to to embrace the victim role, which is a great thing. Yes. And I only say that because I also saw my mother, again, we learned by living examples. My mom had so much health adversity. This woman continued to get back up. She, and she led with purpose. This is a barber who said, I got to get back because the people that sit in my chair, they need me. And ironically, truly, this woman had people in Connecticut from New York, Boston, congressmen, governors, they come sit in her chair. And I swear it was not because she gave the best fade anymore, but (laughs) she had such, she had a gift for, she really was I'm a mini her. She would inspire people. She would give, she was sassy. So she'd give them what they needed to hear, but it was what they needed. And she felt very driven by her purpose and her faith. We grew up in a household that just had a lot of faith. And my mom would always say, if God still has us here, then he's going to see us through it. Let's go. And that's, I, I literally have that DNA in me. So I, that's how I got through. And I don't get bitter by it. And you have to also remember too, as hard as these things are, I saw the extreme of the extreme. I mean, people with half of their brain removed, their legs amputated, they would never walk again from the early on. So while my situations have been hard and strokes are not easy to come overcome in three of them. And I obviously saw a lot of things people went through. My mentor lived through the Holocaust. So I'm telling you a lot of times to not get resentful is to shift your perspective. That doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean you don't deal with it. It just means, yes, it's hard, but there's a lot of people going through hard. So kind of deal with your hard, deal with it. And when you understand you have purpose, you have a reason, you have a why, and you deal with it, you could go forward. And when you don't have these tools in your two pockets to deal with, you will sit in the victim role and you will get resentful. But I will tell you, never in life has victim or resentment helped anyone go forward, ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you brought up the fact that so much of how you experienced that was because of what you saw, because of what you caught from your childhood, not what you were taught. Your parents weren't preaching this. They probably weren't talking about it. They just lived it. They modeled it. That's who they were. And that's who you became. And I think our listeners are people who want to live that way so that their children can catch the things that they're learning and they're implementing and they're putting, putting time and energy into developing, which I think is 
so empowering. So I love that you shared that. Love it so much. Okay. I want to dig into some things from your book. So you have some principles and some foundational things that you teach in that. Can we chat about some of those? Of course. Okay. Okay. Let's go. I, we can, we can go any direction with this. So wherever you want to, like, if there's some key tips or some things that you want to just touch okay. on. So the, the, so the principles are, there's nine of them and I put them in a circle. So by the end of the book, you'll see that they're in a circle because this is not linear step one, step two, step three, you might get to it. You might be on oh, step gotcha. seven and then something triggers you or pulls you back. And you got to go back to, you lost your confidence. Now you're going to have to go back to understanding your hard wiring and how you're made. So you could build back your confidence to go forward again. So this is life. It's not just A to B, B to C. Right. No way. It's spaghetti. It's like, we're, you know, you go forward, you go back, you go forward, the whole thing, stay in the game, be more buoyant, be more agile and flow with it. That's how you really succeed. So when you start off with embrace the suck, I started with that because I kept thinking, I don't like the word suck, but I was like, there's no other way to say this, but yeah. when, you know, you go through divorce, you get a cancer scare, you lose someone in your life, you lose your job, you lose your finances. You get a career ending injury in sport. Something happens to your company, whatever it is. The last thing you need is for someone to come by and be like, well, buck up buttercup and move forward. Like in essence, yes, we are going to do that. But the first point is for yourself to say this and, and also know this if you're coming alongside with someone is to say, hey, I see you, I hear you and I understand this and we're gonna embrace the suck. It sucks right now. Mm -hmm. There's no other word for this. I get it but we've got to get in it. We've got to embrace it for all that it is. And then we've got to learn something from it to go forward from it. Because once you embrace it and then you start moving forward, you could start to seek and apply feedback from things because yeah. every situation we want to learn from. I could even take it as losing my parents. Well, what seek and apply feedback do I want to take from losing both my parents? Well, there's a lot. When you shift it, it's like, okay, feedback one, I, I can't sit and regret, but I could say, how do I want to show up with time? You know, time is of the essence and how, what lessons can I take from my parents so that I can move forward that I loved? If there's things that I want to change, what do I change? But if we're not taking real awareness of our life and our situations in life, even adversity, we don't learn. And then sometimes we get the test over and over until yes. we learn it again. So again, the art of bouncing back is not taking away adversity. I can't do that. I'm not a magician, <laughs> but what I can do is help you by learning these principles. So you bounce back faster, these things, embracing it, understanding who you are to your core of who you are, seeking and applying feedback, getting gritty, you know, understanding what why power is over willpower. You start applying these things you start learning how to reframe setbacks, man, you're going to get so much better. And I want to make a metaphor for this where when I put people, when I, I don't put people and when I help people and we go in the cold plunge, never ever. And all the times that I go in, do I want to sit in 35 degree water, hopefully 45, but even when it's colder, I don't want to do it. But the more I do it, my brain now goes from the first time it ever did it to, oh, sugar, this sucks and get out. This is dangerous to, oh, Dar's been here before. She's putting us into cold again. We know how to handle this. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you this does. 
it teaches you to not run from adversity that the more you start to go, okay, I get it. Let's do it. Let's handle it and move forward. Now it doesn't scare you as much because you're going, well, this is adversity. This is struggle. This is what we need to do. Now we know how to handle it. And you just bounce back better. You become your foundation, your emotional foundation becomes stronger when you go through these. Yeah. I love that. And, and I see it a lot. It's like, I think a lot of, there's like a false sense of when people are very successful or they have a good life or whatever, they just have gone through less trial. They've gone through less struggle. And it's like, no, everybody has their own struggle, their own Mm -hmm. trial, their own heart, their own. Mm -hmm. But what I do see over and over is some people bounce back quick and some sit in the sludge and the funk for a long freaking time. And that's a choice. It really is. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right, friends, in case you haven't heard our family's farm to table, verified natural beef can be on your doorstep by Tuesday. Folsom farm beef is officially shipping out our pasture raised beef nationwide every single Monday. We're talking high-end quality restaurant style beef sent right to your doorstep. If you value locally sourced farm to table foods, then this is especially for you. Our beef is not only raised from start to finish on our own family farm, but our cows also get tippy top cow treatment with the expertise and knowledge that JD brings to the table as a cattle veterinarian. Getting our family's beef on your family's table is a product of JD and I's two worlds colliding in the most beautiful way. And we are so excited about the opportunity to serve your family for years to come. If you aren't following along on Instagram, you can follow the farm at Folsom Farm Beef, and you can learn more about the farm and see what goes into raising cows and hear what our customers are saying about their experience, just people falling in love with homegrown beef all over the nation. And I am so happy to get this out to more families. But what really lights us up about this is getting to build another family business that our kids and siblings can be a part of growing for generations to come. When you become a part of the Folsom Farm family, you aren't just supporting a local farmer. You're a part of a big family dream of ours that's coming to life. And we can't thank you enough for being a part of it. So if you're a beef lover, you haven't truly experienced the best of steak, roast, brisket, or ground beef until you've tasted it straight from our farm. Get your order in by Sunday and have your box on your doorstep by Tuesday. We have a variety of options to fit your family's needs with boxes ranging from 10 pound samplers to 50 pound freezer stock ups. And if you want to save the most and never have to worry about getting on the wait list, make sure you're a part of our VIP crew for monthly savings and first priority shipping. Head to FolsomFarmBeef.com and get on our email list to receive a $20 off promo code for your first box. We cannot wait to get our beef on your doorstep. All right, back to the show. And one of the things I want to say is like one of the principles, understanding your hard wiring. The reason I have people do that is because usually when we get hit with adversity, it knocks off our confidence. We start to doubt ourselves. Should we even be doing this? Are we any good? All those things that happen, everyone. When you go through this chapter, I teach you to create a confidence card. So much like a scouting card in sports, I create a confidence card, which is like your scouting card. Like what are all the things you're being scouted for? Like all the things you're good for. I want you to write this down. So when you get knocked off your game, 
you go back to your scouting card, your confidence card, and you go, hold up. I may have lost money. I may have lost the position. I may have lost someone in my life, but I did not lose these talents or gifts. Like, heck no. No one takes away your talents, your gifts, or your knowledge. It can't be taken away unless you choose to give it away, like power away to it. But all the knowledge I learned in all 47 years of my life right now, no one's taken that away from me. If I, whatever happens, they can't take my knowledge away, right? They can't take away what I've been gifted with that I got literally since birth and I chose to hone it and make it stronger. So the same goes for everyone listening. Take your strengths, make them stronger, keep learning, keep growing. While other things we taken away in our lives, we can't control certain things. No one takes away that. Own that. I love that so much. I love the confidence card. I love that. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. so good because it's so true. What would you say to the listener who's like, okay, but what if I fall back there like a lot? Like I, I get amped, I get motivated. I read my confidence card or they remind themselves what they're doing and why they're doing it and why they're capable. And then rejection happens and they fall back to, do I really have what it takes? Do I did it? Is it just practice in like building, building more confidence? Is it, is there anything else you could give them that would yeah. help them to just stop the back and forth emotional roller coaster so frequently? A couple things come to mind. One is you got to look at why it's so fragile. You know, mm-hmm. after a while, why, why are you getting knocked down so easy? What are you truly not believing Because if it takes you just a person to say something to keep knocking you down, there's a little fragility there. And so what do you need to do to build some strength in there? And then who's the people you need to put around you that you go to right away, get 24 hours, talk to them, friends, circle, people that really could remind you of it to build you back up and try again. But you might have to do some personal, more personal development work. And then again, I'm not promoting any one thing, but you got to look at something bigger than you. Like you're serving something bigger. You're here for something. You didn't, no one in this world, no matter where you come from is here, is here to have gluttony. Okay. We're not here to just, well, this is what, this is what I'm supposed to do. No, you have a gift to serve the world and you want to have rock solid confidence when you start understanding and truly have worked on your gift. Like fake it till you make it. If you're not doing the work on it, sugar, you can't, there's no faking that. Like go do the work, go be good at what you do. We need more people being role models of excellence, not faking it. Like go be good at what you do. So that when something knocks you off, you're like, you know what? Maybe I could get better at this, but you talk to people, you understand. And then you go back to, listen, I'm here to serve this purpose. I did everything that I could as best as I could. I just got to settle on that and then keep going forward. And you get to a point where when you're worried about what everyone else is thinking, let me remind you, most people are not thinking about you that much. You're putting that in your brain. Mm -hmm. And they, by the way, are people you don't even know. They would never walk a mile in your shoes. And by chance, if someone is giving you feedback that you need to hear and you're choosing not to, again, that's personal development work. So there's many areas. It's never just one answer fits all. It depends on where the person's coming from, but I can tell you more often than not, when we get knocked down easy, that means we need to do more internal work because we cannot, we want to live on solid emotional ground. We don't want to live on fragile sand where as soon as the wave comes, like we're out in the ocean again. So do the work, get stronger, build your resiliency, get some work, work with a coach, work with a therapist, work with a mentor, find someone. Because sometimes it's hard to do on our own because we're our own worst enemy at times. So get someone to come alongside you. I mean, if you see the pros still need coaches, like I'm all the pros that I coach, you realize they're still dealing with confidence issues and they're in the pros. 
because right. for every level you go comes another level of mindset that you need to develop because it, it's not that it gets easier. Again, this stuff doesn't get easier. You just get better at it. I love it. You talk about, you talk about your why power and some of that you touched on like your purpose and it's, it's way bigger than just going through the motions yeah. and doing the thing. What, like, let's dig into that a yeah. little bit because I know how, like what a <laughs> catalyst that is in life. Well, here's the thing, you know, after the strokes, I, I couldn't do the things that I did in the same way, especially the third one. And I had to downshift a little bit and I was, I had just hit my stride. Like I had been traveling. I was the Phoenix Suns mental skills coach. My career was like at a high point. And then I have this stroke that sets me back physically, emotionally, like worse than any other stroke because I, it took away my speech, my fine motor, all that. Oh my gosh. I have to tell you, if I did not have a why at that time, and I was just trying to will myself up every morning, I don't know what I'd be getting up for. I really don't. It would be so hard. So I got up just weeks after the stroke and I started speaking for free back online and I, and this is before COVID. And I just knew my purpose is to awaken greatness. That's my why. Like it, no matter what title, no matter what's in my accounts, no matter what role I have, because for people listening, your role is just not to be a parent, to be an executive, to be a coach, to be like, take all titles away, take all roles away. You want to be able to still fulfill your why, no matter what role, because roles change as we go through decades of our yeah, life. Yeah. And so, and you're generally, your why, by the way, could change a little bit, but what do you want to be known for? Like if we were to toast at uh, your hundredth birthday, what would your anthem of your life be known for? And a CEO that I worked with, he said, value. I hope by the end of my life, and I hope every day when I walk in the room, did I add value to my company? Did I add value to the people? Did I add value to a stranger when I saw him in the street? Did I add value to my wife's life when I walk in the house? Did I add value to my kids? Like, think about this. This gentleman, after we did this exercise, he really embraced this and said, every day I pray no matter what, I add value. This is a C-level executive of a $10 billion company. So you don't, I only said that after because it doesn't matter how much is an account. It doesn't matter his title. It doesn't even matter what company he's saying as a man, I hope when I show up every day, did I add value as a human in this world? So for you, I want you to understand that's how powerful this exercise is. Why and what do you want to be known for? Because you are the author of this script that's going to be read back one day. Are you going to be proud of it? And what is the anthem you want to be known for? Mine's greatness. I hope that I awaken greatness in every person that I speak, talk to. So I leave them better than I found them, that they want to like run through a wall a little bit more. They want to show up better because I want people to show up better. I mean, literally like you, everyone, everyone has the chance for greatness, but few, few earn it. It's open to all earned by few. I love that so much. I just feel like that is, you explain it so beautifully and it just makes so much sense. Like when lots of our listeners are entrepreneurs. So lots of them don't have someone checking in on them. They don't have to do the things they don't have to, they don't have someone like breathing down their throat or putting in a time clock or whatever. They have to have the internal yep. desire and discipline and all of those things. 
And when you are surface level going through the motions and you aren't so deeply connected to your why, to why are you doing this? The bigger purpose, the bigger mission, the bigger reason. When you get disconnected from that, that's when motivation struggles happen. That's when consistency struggles happen. That's when all of these things that so many people struggle with happen. But when you stay connected to this, you stay connected to your purpose, your vision, what you want to build for life, like the big stuff that requires all of the little things in order to bring it to life. Yes. Like you can't not show up for that because you're so connected. It's power. That's why I call it why power. It is power. I promise you it. Here's the thing you asked about when someone has to keep trying to get back up, this very thing lights a fire within you. So you don't have to keep lying a fire underneath you. Yes. Oh man, that's good. When the fire's lit within, you don't need a fire under your rear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For real. It's so yeah. true though. I joked around and just did a speech and I have been saying this and it makes people laugh. And I get up like one was to a university. I said, right now I'm lit. And everyone's like, what is she saying? I said, I'm lit then. And I said, it's not what you're thinking, but truly I was like, this message is going to help you get lit from within. You're not going to need anything else to help you get yes. lit. It really, it, and that's one of the most powerful things you can do in any, like for all of your life, for all of your life. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. I want to talk really quick. You, you talk about reframing the game. What do you mean by that? So, so often we just need to shift our perspective and reframe how we're seeing it. So a player that I share this example, a lot of, he got done with this game. He got off, you know, done with the game and he says dar i suck i'm horrible and he just kept ripping himself apart because the game was not good and i said hold up you get a few more minutes to talk about this actually seconds and i said he goes did you not see the game i said yeah the game sucks but you don't i said big difference okay we do this as a metaphor in life all the time bad day bad presentation don't get the client something doesn't go around the relationship that you get an argument all of a sudden we are putting periods where there's supposed to be a comma. This is a pause and a reflection. This is not a life sentence. Like you have to reframe situations. It's a bad day. It's not a bad life. It was a bad, even you tripped up. You're not a bad person. It's a bad choice. Change your choice, change your life, change your mind, change your life, reframe the game, see it for what it is, and then move forward. Stop making mountains out of little molehills. And when you shift your mindset to see it for what it really is, you now own the power of it. It doesn't control you. So reframe the game. We just went through COVID. People thought they were never going to get through it. Thankfully, everyone listening has made it to the other side of it. But we went from this, the end of the world. Listen, we've been through world wars. We've been through pandemics. We've been through Holocaust. We've been through so many things. And I want people to remember, we are so resilient. Human beings are extremely resilient if you want to. It's a choice. So when you reframe things and you see things as hard doesn't mean over, okay? Hard just means it's a challenge at this time. We're going to have to go through it. And someone recently just said to me, gosh, it must be nice. Everything's been so easy. And I looked at the person, I go, clearly haven't read the book because I would never, and everyone around me would never define my life as easy at all, ever. But so I said to them, no, it's just how I reframed it. I may make it look easy to you, but it's not been easy. I said, but when you start reframing things, they're like, you just show up. And I go, because you have to, at the end of the day, 
you have to put one more foot in front of the other because what is your other choice? Giving up? We already know what happens when you give up. Yep. It's not good. So keep going, reframe the game, shift your perspective, see it for what it is and how you could use it to fuel you, not fight you. Oh man, that is so good. That is so good. Oh, okay. I'm like, where can I buy this book? Why do I not already have it? Where, <laughs> where can our listeners dig in to all of this stuff? Oh, dig in and go to, you could go to Amazon to buy it. The Art of Bouncing Back and go to coachdar.com. I also share so many mental nuggets, like quick doses of Dar on my Instagram. It's oh, the T-H-E Coach Dar. You can get information about the book there, but go to your local bookstore, buy the book, get the book. Here's the thing. This is a book that you need now. And I'm not just saying this because I wrote it. Like this is because, <laughs> listen, I've had three strokes. The reason I wrote the book is I pray I never lose my ability to speak again, but should it go ever go away? Like you got tools I wanted you to have for life. It's like, I'm watching an accident in this world and not going to help. I couldn't do it. So I wrote a book to help people around the world because we are dealing with challenges right now. And I know adversity is still going to come. So I want you to not only beat it, but thrive in the middle of it. Because how I started this was I had great examples of people who bounced back be the example for someone. So they learn how to see resiliency, grit, mental fitness, mental fortitude in action. The book's going to help you and it's going to help others. Buy one, share one, pay it forward. Love it so much. I'm like, I need to get this for like all of my new teammates and all of my new people. Like this is going to, like, this is the foundational work. If you understood these things sooner in life, Holy yes. moly, what a, what a difference it would make. So Go you are a gift, my dear. You are a gift. Thank you. Thank Thanks you so much. Yes. Okay. Everybody go get connected with coach star. Go find her on Instagram, tag us with what resonated. Give this to all of your teammates, all of your sisters, all of your friends. This is life stuff. You guys entrepreneur or not like this is motherhood. This is human kind. You need to have these things so that you can go through life, not just like taking bullets, but you can understand, okay, I'm going through this. And now I know what to do afterwards. I'm equipped. I'm ready. I can learn from this. And you are going to feel so different in life when you go through it from this lens. So superpower. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. Once again. Thank you. All right, y'all we'll be back for this in another week. See you guys. Wrapping up another episode, and I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.